Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello again, and welcome back to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, the aforementioned by myself host uh, here in the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. How are you doing? How's it going? I got my leg rubbing against this thing in here because our microphones, I think we're more than a month now with these wonky mics. And I'm twisted all around. I don't even know what button to press, man. <laughs> hey, man, just give me another fix. You know I'm good for it, man. All right. <clears throat> I became a heroin addict there for a second. It's not funny, Rick. I know. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. You never know what you're going to get with this show. This is why people don't tune in. <laughs> if it was more consistent, people, more people would tune in. But I don't know, maybe there are a few people out there that are like, I don't know what I'm going to get. And that's why I like the grab bag hodgepodge that is titillating stuff with Rick Tittle. Uh, we will start off the show with comedian Lawrence Killebrew. He's at Helium Indy. Then we'll have Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck. How American is that? Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck. National Aviation Week for the Army Reserve. Salesporttalk.com. I think we have in studio. We'll have to find out what's going on there. That's always at 9.40 on Tuesdays. You take the tube. We'll have two directors. Always great to talk to two people at once about a new anthology. I don't know what that is. I guess that's a movie or maybe a series. Uh, then we'll have a musician, uh, a local musician. And then we will have the editor of the new Nat Geo book, Weird But True, Catherine Williams. We'll check in with AgainstTheNumber.com. And then we'll have comedian Steve Hofstetter, who was in studio with me here four years ago. He's at Helium Buffalo. And at the end of the show, we'll have a free segment. So come on back and get in. 
I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us. We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, Call right now to learn more about your risk free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk free offer. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. That's 800 738 5332. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to start things off with comedian Lawrence Killebrew, and uh, he is going to be this weekend at Helium Comedy Club in uh, Indianapolis. Got a show Friday at 8, and Saturday is 8 as well. Lawrence, welcome to the show. As, as a comedy veteran, how have you 
uh, adapted? I mean, do you go with the the TikToks and all that, or do you kind of just stay in your uh, your comfortable zone that you've been in before that? No, nah, man. Um, that's funny. That's the first time someone ever called me a veteran. That that was that was that was different. But um, no, I definitely adapted. I feel I feel anybody to be successful in anything, you're gonna have to adapt to the to the world and adapt to the changes of the world. And everything doesn't. Nothing stays the same. So like it's new new people, new generation, and that they relate to. So if I were to stick to the same way I did things ten years ago, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. So for me, I embrace it. I embrace TikTok, Instagram, social media, all the dances that they do. I embrace it all. I don't have to necessarily do it, but I definitely embrace it to to my extent, or I do it to the level that I feel comfortable with. Well, as you just mentioned, you've been in this game more than a decade. Do you, you do you not consider yourself a vet? Uh, no, not really. It's something I learned from Bill Cosby. He said, um, um, well, something that I learned that he told uh, a quote that he said. He said, you're always... However long you're in the game, that's how old, that's how old you are as a comedian. So I've been in the year, in the year in comedy for about 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm a 16 year old. So I don't consider a 16 year old to be a veteran yet. I mean, I still have a lot to learn. I'm still learning every single day. I learn from new people, old people. So I don't really consider myself a vet yet. Very you know, I'm seasoned, but I don't consider myself a vet. <laughs> Uh, okay. But no, it's cool. I just, uh, you know, it's, um, and, and I hear what you're saying because sometimes comedians will tell me, you know, oh, I was only three years in, I had no idea what I was doing, you know? Yeah. And then, um, but now we got, speaking of social media, we do get these like TikTok people. And I know why these comedy clubs book them because they're going to sell out. But I think a lot of them, don't know what stand-up comedy is and they got maybe 15 minutes and how are they going to fill out the rest of the hour and didn't like learn the chops you know what i mean like the 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 definitely. school of hard knocks that y'all went through i definitely i am and i, I totally agree I, I see i go to comedy clubs and i see these new tiktokers these new instagram people they have their own show and they're selling it out and then i hear managers telling me that they only did about 15 minutes and then they did the rest are just talking to the crowd. Um, but, I mean, in a, in a way, it's kind of it's two-sided because as them, they have this fan base. And I feel it's the comedy clubs that take advantage of them sometimes by putting them in, in those positions just because they can make them money. Mm-hmm. So, And then it's the comics' fault also for not being a big brother, I would say, and letting them know, listen, this is what you have to do to guide you. Because sometimes... Comedians that are older or veteran comedians, they, you know, have animosity towards those kind of comedians. They're like, well, they let them go out there and fall on their face. And I don't necessarily believe on that. Like, I try to help everybody in their position, wherever they're at, to succeed, to get further. Because you never know. That guy right there that you just let him go out there and fall on his face, he could be the next, you know, great movie star. And he might remember that. Or he could be the next you know, TV host or whatever. So I just look at it like, man, help everybody get to where they're at. As long as I'm doing good, I don't see why I can't help somebody else to get to where they need to be as well. So uh, I don't really mind about the TikTok stuff as long as they, you know, taking the craft seriously. You know, anybody try to take advantage of, of stand-up, that's when I have a problem with it. But if you're really trying to learn and you're trying to build your set and you're trying to write jokes and become who you are, I have no problem with you. You know, I think about because you would consider yourself a Philly guy, right? Definitely Philly yeah. all day. Two one five. Yeah. Born and raised. Because you, you know, you mentioned 
of course, Cosby, who was the, uh, you know, despite what we know about him now, he was the king of Philly comedians, and after him it was basically David Brenner. But I think about, you know, Kevin Hart and Big J and, and even like, Definitely. yeah, Bob Saget, Todd Glass, Tina Fey, Shane Gillis. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a great... Um, it's it's a great uh, run that uh, Philly is on. Has anybody ever taken you uh, under their wing? Any of them Philly people? Uh, Kev Kevin Hart has uh, Joe Joe DeRozan. He has um, for the most part. It's a lot of comedians that you probably wouldn't know, uh, like a Teray Gordon, William Spank Horton, uh, Naeem Lynn. Like I was more keen to uh, people that I actually see you know, every single day. I've never been one to gravitate to celebrity comics, mm-hmm. more so the hard-nosed grind comics that you see every day in the comedy clubs, in those open mics. Those are the kind of guys that I kind of gravitated to because I actually saw their, their you know, their journey coming from this spot to this spot, from A to B. Like, I've seen that. Like, I don't, I can't really relate to, you know, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Like, they're great, but I haven't witnessed how they got to being great. So a lot of these came comics that I'm relate to are, you know, just guys that are quote unquote famous in that city, but I can literally see where they came from going from A to B. So those, those are the kind of guys that I kind of gravitate, gravitate to. Did Joe DeRosa try to get you drunk and make you eat a uh, cheesesteak at 3 a.m.? Every time, every time, <laughs> every time. Joe is is, is is known for stuff like that. Yeah. I've, well, a lot of those people I've mentioned, they've been in studio with me over the years, and I've had Joe a few times. I'm just, you know, you, you talk about Kevin Hart, who's a Philly guy, obviously, and um, what about when you, you worked with Cat Williams? Because we always, I always hear these stories, people telling me, like, you know, Cat Williams came out on stage with a suitcase of cash and just started throwing money into the crowd. Like, did he ever do any yeah, wacky that is, stuff? <laughs> that is exactly what he did with me. That is exactly what he did with me. That's crazy that that's like a thing for him. Actually, we did a school, we did a college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a college, uh, I forgot exactly what college it was. But basically, a lot of times when you do colleges, colleges book the show for you. But what happened was they must have got their lines crossed because they did not know that Cat Williams was bringing his own show. So basically, when he brings his own show, that means he brings his host and he brings his feature act. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that, so they had booked a host and a feature act on top of him bringing his. So Cat got there probably about an hour late, and when he walks in, he sees that it's a full-blown show going on. And everybody, you know, it was a great show. Everything was going good, but he had a problem with them putting people up before him. So he goes up and tells his people to do the show over again after us. And then when he goes on stage, he basically cuts out the entire staff of the school and then took the money that they gave him and threw it in the air to the students. I've never seen anything like that. Like, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, after I picked up about two $300, I was like, this is crazy. But it was a wild experience. It's crazy that that is something that he does on a regular. I didn't even know that. Last question for you is, this is on American Forces Network. It's cool that you uh, have given back to the troops going on USO tours, and, and it's always ironic that they're they're thanking you when you're there to thank them, huh? Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. All right, everybody, make sure to get your tickets, heliumcomedy.com in the hub city of Indianapolis, Friday at 8, Saturday at 8, Lawrence Killebrew. Thanks for coming, man. If you're in San Francisco, come on by the studio. I'd love to have you. Hey, man, I 
appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore.
Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and proudly on the American Forces Radio Network worldwide. And speaking of that, it is Army Reserve National Aviation Week. And on that note, we're very happy to bring in Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck, Army Reserve, to talk about that. Colonel Buck, does it get any more American than Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck? That's like a Hollywood name. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have to give my cre- the credit to my husband. He, uh, <laughs> he gave me the, the, the last name Buck. <laughs> okay. The Buck stops with you. You've heard all the jokes, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Too many times. I'm in the Army, so. Right. Now, as you got involved, you went to Kentucky, you were ROTC, and then you wanted to become, uh, you wanted to fly, and uh, now fixed wing division chief with the U.S. Army Reserve Command Aviation Directorate. What does it mean to you when I talk about uh, the uh, fact that we are in National Aviation Week? Well, National Aviation Week gives us the opportunity to kind of pause and celebrate the accomplishments and contributions of soldiers serving within our aviation community. Um, In the Army Reserves, we celebrate our crew members who perform a multitude of missions every day, um, stateside and abroad. But I'd like to highlight a specific mission. It's a search and rescue mission out, search and rescue mission out in Joint Base Lewis-McChord, Washington. We have a Chinook company out there that works with the National Park Service Rangers, and they execute a high-altitude mission rescue um, on Mount Rainier. So for you, and I know you're a veteran, you served in, in, uh, in Iraq as well, um, how have you seen, just since your service getting into the, the Army, how the technology has changed with, the, uh, with all the uh, aircraft? So I, w- I came in, and we were training with Hueys. So Huey aircraft were used in Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and my aircraft, I fly Blackhawks, actually replace them. So it's exciting to kind of follow a legend. And we went from kind of steam engines, um, we call them steam engine gauges in the aircraft, to glass cockpits and to using iPads um, instead of kneeboards, you know, um, for directional assistance when we're flying. So it's been pretty interesting how quick things have advanced with technology. So in the Apache is there kind of a HUD where you turn your head and the uh, the ordinance will turn in that direction as well? Well, Rick, you know, I told you I was a Blackhawk pilot, so I, you know, my Apache brothers and sisters. Oh, sorry, Black. <laughs> sorry, yes, that's you right. said Blackhawk. Right. Well, I was they, I was still they thinking. Do have a yeah. Heads up well, the uh, the Chinook, that's the tandem rotor. Those things all, I, I, those things seem like the minute you go up, you're just trying to keep them from spinning out. How hard is it to fly a Chinook? So the, the Chinook is the tandem rotor. It's the one that looks like, you know, a school bus in the air. It's just not yellow. <laughs> and um, my husband is actually a Chinook pilot. So we're a lift family. And uh, most helicopters are comparable. And even if it's a tandem rotor versus a single rotor, comparable in um, as far as how much skill it takes to fly them. It's pretty, pretty tough to fly helicopters. They say it's a lot harder to fly helicopters than to fly fixed wing because when you're flying a helicopter, you're using both your feet and both your hands at the same time. Oh, there's no doubt that it's much harder to fly a helicopter. And I was just thinking also of the Blackhawk. 
So uh, indulge me. You've got 50 cows sort of fixed forward, and then you've got the, the Hydra rockets uh, air to ground, and then what? you got mini guns out the windows, right? I think you're referencing um, Special Forces Aviation. Mm. Um, but we do have crew members who are in the back, and there are mechanics, and we call them crew chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so they're responsible for maintaining the aircraft, and they're crew members, like I said, so they're responsible for airspace surveillance and basically for everything behind the pilot seats to include passengers and cargo. And those crew chiefs are critical to the crew and to our mission. Yeah, because I think about, what is it, there's Sikorsky, right? Didn't they come out in the 70s? So I guess the Blackhawk would have to, over the decades, really start to uh, keep up with the times, right? Yes, actually, the Army is looking into replacing the Blackhawk um, with future vi- um, with Flora, which is um, future vertical lift. Hmm. Um, so we'll see if that if that happens in 2035. I saw one time when I was going to Catalina. I saw the uh, the Osprey, where they take the rotors, they can go straight up and they can go sideways as well. What do you think about those things? They're amazing. And that's actually one of the prototypes to replace the Blackhawk in that um, future vertical lift that I was talking about. Of course, he's making one that does that. There is a negative side to it, and I'll just say that, you know, when you have fluids in an engine and then you move an engine from upright to forward, um, it can cause some issues. Well, I know some of those VTOL things like the the Harrier, they were saying, like, well, it can burn up half your gas just, like, trying to take off sometimes. Uh, gas is important, <laughs> and it's very expensive right now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, we monitor fuel consumption on a regular basis. That's one of the first things we do when we take off is start our fuel check. Speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck, Army Reserve National Aviation Week. And um, uh, my uncle uh, was in uh, your area of expertise. He wasn't a pilot, but he was a tech. And uh, so when you guys brought those things down, he would work on them. And that just sort of uh, makes me think that there are tons of opportunities in this field of aviation that does not have to be in the pilot seat, right? You're absolutely right, Rick. I mean, it takes a team of highly specialized professionals to make an aviation mission successful. So there's additional careers in aviation, like you alluded to. I'm gonna, I'll list a couple for you. We have aviation operations specialists. We have air traffic controllers. We have aircraft component repairers. We have flight paramedics, and we have helicopter mechanics. And I, I kind of talked a little bit about how our mechanics, um, our crew chiefs, their crew members, they fly along with us. Now, you had the Army in your blood. You came from the, the family. Did you ever think about doing anything else, or was it just uh, you kind of knew maybe since first grade on this is what you wanted to do? Well, my father was teaching me jump commands at the age of four and the Ranger Creed at the age of eight, and both my father and my grandfather, or my father and both my grandfathers served. So like you said, it's in my blood. So I really don't think there was anything else that I was going to do. What if you said, I'm going to Annapolis and I want to be in the Navy? Would they say, well, that's good, you're serving our country, or would they say, how dare you? Well, you know, Army-Navy games are pretty significant, (laughs) and we like to go Army, beat Navy. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would have been excited for me. It's funny that you mention Annapolis because my favorite movie and one of the reasons I wanted to fly growing up was Top Gun. Mm -hmm. So I think that 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 sparked a lot of, you know, interest for folks to serve in the aviation community, but they would have been proud. 
Well, I think that's the thing, too, about other opportunities, because a lot of people think, oh, I'll never be a pilot. First of all, I have to be a valedictorian. Then I got to go to Pensacola, and I have to be superhuman. There are, like in the Navy, there's NFO, Naval Flight Officers. There's all sorts of opportunities going on, and, and uh, we're talking about the Army here. But uh, it's just uh, you, you don't have to be flying a, a warthog. Uh, you can be doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, and for pilots within the Army, we have a lot of opportunities just recently we opened up a program called Street to Seat. And this program is unique because you can, you can become an Army aviator with a high school degree or equivalent. So in, in exchange for your aviation training, you commit to 10 years of service after you graduate Warrant Officer Candidate School and Flight School. Yeah, you also think, too, Colonel, that uh, recently after the pandemic, we hear about all these uh, commercial airlines they're grounded because they just don't have enough pilots too i mean after you get out there's really a lot of opportunities in the uh, civilian world as well there definitely is we are seeing an aviation boom right now on the civilian side and um there's a lot of aviation careers that balance nicely within the civilian career field um, another one to mention is our flight paramedics or air traffic uh, air traffic controllers or our mechanics, you know, they, they fall in nicely in to the civilian side. So now are you, with the, uh, the silver oak leaves, are you looking to go full bird? Are you, uh, are, you getting, are you getting out? What's your plan right now? Well, that's a great question and something I'm very excited about. Um, so I have over 20 years of service, and my husband, my husband and I both do, and, and we are currently excited about planning our retirement um, for June of 23. Wow! Congratulations, and uh, yeah, my dad got the the uh, the bronze oak leaves. He was a lieutenant commander in the Navy. So, uh, congratulations on getting the uh, silver oak leaves. We've been speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck, Army Reserve National Aviation Week. Colonel, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And if they want to find out more, they can visit usar.army.mil. There it is. Thank you so much. And um, I've been uh, privileged uh, over the years to go to some of the great uh, museums of military aircraft. In fact, I just went to a uh, World War I aviation museum in uh, Colorado Springs a couple weeks ago. But uh, my favorite has to be the Imperial War Museum, Duxford, uh, which is um, Battle of Britain and Spitfires. That's on in uh, East Anglia up near Norwich, uh, Cambridge, uh, really, uh, in uh, England. Some fantastic, fantastic uh, aircraft up there as well. Once again, Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck. When we come back, we'll go from the air to the water with salesporttalk.com. This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk with our Aussie correspondent interviewing Team Australia's Tom Slingsby in Denmark. Yeah, we had uh, the privilege of having Princess Mary, our Aussie Princess Mary, who uh, who's the Princess of Denmark, on board. And uh, yeah, it was a privilege. It was, it was great to have her on board. She was so kind and I hope she enjoyed herself um, doing a race with us. 
Uh, to ha if we've got Aussie Mary on board, we had to had to perform. She's our only princess, and uh, we had to show that uh, the Aussie sailors have got it. Um, and can you talk us through actually having her put um, behind the wheel and, and have a steer of the F50? What was that like? Yeah, as, as we started the race, I started the race just uh, to make sure we kept the boats uh, safe distance apart. And then as soon as we started, I handed the wheel over. Uh, she was ripping along there at probably over, over 80Ks an hour on her first um, her first time sailing one of those boats and steered the whole way to the finish line. And uh, yeah, she was 0.5 of a second quicker than Frederick. So we got the win. Um, and I, I guess a, a bit of a disappointing day for us, um, just being pipped out of making the final. Um, can you talk <clears> us through <throat> what the conditions were like and I guess what that deciding factor was against the French um, that took us out of the final? Yeah, we, uh, we we were battling a bit today. It was really fast-paced, short races, uh, short breaks in between. It all happened so quick. Uh, but, yeah, we did not too badly in the first couple. And then the, the final race, we got off to a great start. And um, usually that's our sort of bread and butter, that final fleet race. We seem to always perform well. But we just uh, we got caught up. We made a few mistakes and we got dragged into the pack. Um, then we... Yeah, the French knew that they had to get a boat in between us, so they were really hunting us, trying to get penalties on us. Uh, pretty dangerous at one point where they almost put us into a, a cardinal marker, which would have destroyed the boat, and I thought that was a bit sketchy. But, uh, yeah, well done to them, and unfortunately they got past us, and then the New Zealanders uh, really they didn't want us in the final race either, so I think they were able to hunt us and slow us up a lot as well, and... That was it. Uh, we tried to come back, but uh, a couple of mistakes and uh, a penalty. And, yeah, unfortunately, we missed out on countback. But uh, fourth place is still a good result for the team and good for our overall points. We've still got the lead. But, uh, yeah, we've. I guess we're on a bit of a downward trend the last few events and we do need to right that and stop uh, right the ship and um, stop the bleeding, I guess, and go back to what we know we do well which is uh sailing fast and staying out of trouble we've just got to get that uh feeling back on the team thank you tom this is karen lyle of salesport talk All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's 940 on a Tuesday. You hear that music, you know it's time to check in with our friends from salesportstalk.com. And uh, as you can see on the uh, Twitch camera we have here in studio, we welcome back uh, Patty Mangan. Patty, good to see you again. Great to see you, Rick. you got to talk into that mic right there. Great to see you, Rick. <laughs> And we also bring in a guest, Peter Molitier, and uh, he's here to talk about, uh, well, just getting out on the open waves and having a, uh, a lifestyle of cruising. What, what does that mean to you, Peter, when I say that? Um, I mean, basically, my wife and I just sold everything and um, uh, you know, moved on to our, our sailboat, and we've uh, left for Mexico with a plan to just keep going for as long as it's fun. How long ago was that? Um, well, we moved on to the boat about two years ago. And uh, we left San Francisco uh, October 2nd of last year. So we've been going for almost a year now. Was this your first shower in two years today? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, um, so, Patty, you got to get in I, front of the mic. I, um, 
I met Peter at South Beach Yacht Club. He's, uh, he joined, him and his wife Donna joined, and uh, I think that one of the things that I think is important to share is that the community of sailing but, but is both um, on land and on water in terms of, you know, the yacht clubs is on land, but the, the, this cruising lifestyle is a percentage of people on the planet that are enjoying, um, they've given up the condos, the houses, the um, the goods, and they've made a commitment to um, traveling uh, across seas and adjusting to a new lifestyle. So uh, Peter and Donna, I met them. I've been inspired by them. So Peter, how long have you um, been planning this adventure? Well, I mean, you know, planning is maybe a strong word. Um, we've We've uh, um, we've had the idea and the dream, and we've talked about it a lot. Um, probably, I guess, since we really started sailing in the Bay Area, although maybe not without like a really solid intention of actually doing it. Um, you know, it was always kind of, oh, hey, this would be cool. Um, you know, when when my wife and I, when Donna and I got married, um, we went on a. a a trip to uh, Tortola to the British Virgin Islands, and it was probably the best vacation we had ever had. Um, a friend of hers invited us to share a bareboat charter um, on a Beneteau 50 with uh, you know six other people. It was ourselves and six other people, so there were eight of us. And um, we spent a week. It was just off season. It was very warm. The water was was bath water. Um, it was too warm to sleep below decks, so we'd sleep on deck and wake up in the morning and just roll off the side of the boat into the water, mm. um, swim up to the beach, you know, get a drink and lay on the beach in the sun for a while, swim back to the boat, that kind of thing. And we've always looked back to that trip as like one of the, the best vacations that we had ever had. And, um, you know, after we had lived in San Francisco for, I mean, it was, it was probably about, you know, 15 or 16 years, we, we were crossing the bridge one day and, you know, we, we argue about who said what, but, you know, one of us looked at the other and said, you know, look at all these boats out here, you know, on the bay. It was a beautiful sunny day and sailboats everywhere. Why don't we ever get out sailing? And, you know, we, we just decided like, okay, let's take some lessons and actually start sailing on the bay more. So we did. And as we started sailing, we had this crazy idea of, you know, why not go to Sardinia for our 20th wedding anniversary? You know, my, my family's Italian and it was like, you know, we'll go to go to Italy and, and spend a couple of weeks on a sailboat. So, you know, from that point, it was just a lot of um, uh, taking lessons and, and, and chartering and just getting out on the water to practice. And um, it was a very short timeline. Um, so, uh, you know, it was only, I think, like three years or something that, that we managed to get to the point where, you know, we would be accepted to, to you know, charter our own boat. So, so we did that. And then, you know, we just enjoyed sailing on the bay and, you know, we talked about it, but, you know, not really with the intention of actually doing it. Um, we looked at a lot of boats and, you know, we'd always go out looking at boats saying like, oh, we're going to go not buy a boat today. Um, but then, you know, eventually, of course, we ended up buying a boat and, uh, and um, I guess, you know, with the, the pandemic and and people working remotely more, you know, I've always enjoyed being face to face with people and working, um, working closely to people. Um, uh, and then we also had an issue where, you know, Donna's, uh, sister-in-law died of COVID and that kind of brought home, 
you know, life is short and, you know, you, you don't necessarily get the chance to do things later that you think, oh, maybe one day we'll do this. So, you know, with, with that as a prompt, we said, you know what, let's just do it. You know, there's no better time. Um, yeah, and we decided to go. That's uh, Peter Maltieri, who's uh, with us now. Once you started going out, was it ports of call that were very um, populated with regular boats, or did you go out to tropical islands where it was sort of lawless and you were on your own? Um, so once we left, you know, we, we, we planned to go down to Mexico. Um, you know, we, we had the decision to either cross the Pacific. You know, we, we live in San Francisco, um, or I guess we lived in San Francisco, and, and we had the choice of going out across the Pacific, either Hawaii or the South Pacific Islands. But that was really limited by COVID. Uh, a lot of countries closed their borders at the time, and um, we have a lot of family on the East Coast. My parents, and especially Donna's mother, are getting a lot older now. And we thought, you know, it would be good to stay kind of closer to family in case we needed to head back. So we decided to head down down the Pacific coast of the, the U.S. and into Mexico um, with the idea of eventually hitting Panama and into the Caribbean. So, um, you know, from San Francisco to San Diego, it's, of course, California. It's super populated. There are lots of boats around. Um, when, we, when we left San Diego to head down to Cabo San Lucas, uh, we left with the Baja Haha, which is a, mm-hmm. a rally for cruisers. And uh, we left with 140 other boats to sail down to down to Cabo, which it sounds like a lot of boats. But, you know, within a couple of hours, you're out on the ocean and you can't see more than maybe one other boat, you mm-hmm. know. So it certainly doesn't feel like you've got a lot of boats around. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, on the haha, we all stopped together in the same ports. And then you have all these boats on top of one another. But. But once we left Cabo and started heading north again into the Sea of Cortez, um, you know, there were many fewer boats that were were going in that direction, and um, there are a lot more anchorages, so people get spread out, and you do spend a lot of time in pretty remote places, um, you know, without really anyone else around. So you kind of get a balance of both. Um, Yeah. By the way, did you go through the Panama Canal, and how much does it cost to go through the Panama Canal? No, we're still we're still in the Sea of Cortez right now. Um, okay. You know, some things happened that slowed our our roll a little bit. Yeah. Do you know how much it costs to go through? Yeah, it's it's fairly expensive. It's 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 about twenty five hundred dollars, roughly. Okay. Some other fees and things, but yeah, it's pretty expensive. Now I know that one of the things that um, slowed you down. You were concerned about your family, but it was actually Donna that ended up having uh, a. A scare. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, so, you know, we were very focused on trying to get down into the Sea of Cortez to kind of start this like cruising thing, um, because the water was calm. There were a lot of anchorages and just that fantasy of of spending time on the water and snorkeling and 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 just doing all of the things that you think of, of you know, sitting on a sailboat in a beautiful anchorage. Um, so we were very focused. Uh, you know, the Haha is a very intense, um, direct sail. You know, you're sailing day and night for days on end uh, to get down to to Cabo. Um, so we were very focused and and driven until we got to Cabo. Once you get to Cabo, you have to head around the corner. There are two anchorages that get you around up into the Sea of Cortez, and it's about a day to each one. 
Um, you go up to Frailes and then a place called Los Muertos. And we got to That's Muertos. not a good name, by the way. It's <laughs> really not, no. And the, the history behind it is, is pretty scary, too. But, um, yes. uh, you know, we, we got up there and we're in this, this bay and, um, you know, we got a phone call. Uh, we didn't even think we had cell coverage, and mostly we didn't. But somehow this one call gets through. And, um, you know, Donna had had a, a mammogram in San Diego on the way down trying to just take care of all the routine kind of healthcare stuff that you do. And, um, you know, this woman from UC San Diego called and with that really overly solicitous kind of like, now don't be afraid, don't be scared of what I'm about to tell you. Mm. Are you sitting down? You know, that kind of manner, you know, told her that they were concerned about her last mammogram and they wanted to come in and have her repeat it so that they could rule some things out. So that, of course, you know, had exactly the opposite effect of what the caller had really intended. And, um, you know, it totally changed our trip because from that point we really needed to stay within range of, like, the network so that we could call doctors and do some scheduling and things like that. So long story short, um, she ended up, uh, you know, having a biopsy and and having um, a benign mass removed. That's good. um, It was all kind of wrapped up by, uh, I guess, the end of February, early March, something like that. But, but that was a big chunk of our, of our cruising season, and we had really intended to have been sailing south along the coast during that period, and we, we ended up just staying around a place called Puerto Escondido because, um, you know, it was relatively inexpensive compared to a lot of the other places, um, and we had the kind of access that we needed. It's very interesting. Before we let you go, tell us a little bit more about your blog, Enchanted Journey. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's just a, a way for us to keep in touch with family and friends. Um, you know, we've been trying to uh, um, just put up some some uh, text and images uh, describing like what we're we're going through, what we're seeing, um, what's been exciting to us, and and what we think uh, folks would be interested in reading. So. Uh, yeah. Last question for you. What's the one thing that you miss the most? Um, and I know it's not mowing the lawn, but what would it be for you? Oh, um, definitely friends. You yeah. know, we've, we've, we have a lot of really, uh, really solid friendships. And, um, you know, we do have, have or have had a lot of people come down and visit us. But, you know, everyone doesn't have that, that opportunity. So, you know, we're, we're actually kind of through into San Francisco right now to, to be able to come back and maintain some of those friendships and spend some time with the people we love. It's Peter Molitieri. Thanks for coming in and uh, sharing your story with us. Very interesting. And uh, Patty Mangan as well. Always great to see you. Thank you, Rick. And, uh, of course, go to salesporttalk.com. Once again, salesporttalk.com for more information. And check out the blog started back in October of last year by Peter and his wife, Donna, at Enchanted Journey. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byland.
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Come on. You watch the news, be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood, but did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. uh, Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the uh, program, closing out our number one of three. Um, There seems to be some uh, closure in the Kevin Durant situation that uh, he is uh, going to accept his 
Lott as a member of the New Jersey Nets. Remember, his new four-year contract extension is going forward. And today, the Nets have announced that Durant has agreed to move forward together. This is from the GM, Sean Marks. Quote, Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Tsai and Clara Wu Tsai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. End quote. So with Durant staying put, that immediately puts the Nets back into the playoff picture. Uh, to to say the least, because uh, you might remember last year, uh, Brooklyn did struggle, uh, but they got in to the uh, play-in game. Uh, you might remember they and uh, Atlanta uh, were the ones, and then Cleveland and Charlotte <clears throat> got in as well. Um, but, you know, you just think, what happened I mean, obviously, the uh, I mentioned the the owners there. Uh, the owner and his wife uh, went out there, and the head coach and the GM met with uh, you know Kleiman, who's his agent, and they met in L.A. I guess at his house up there in the in the hills, and they hashed it out. And I'll give credit to both sides for getting it done because there's really only one winner, and that's the Nets fan uh, because. Uh, you know, you just think about having KD, and then KD's like, "No, nah, I'm going to go." You just think about, too, the Nets were smart not to bite at an offer from the Suns. And I mean, there was a rumor yesterday that maybe he was going to go to the Grizz. I didn't get to that, but that was on my list of things to talk about. Um, and this, of course, changes everything. So, congratulations to fans of the Brooklyn Nets. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The son of President Trump, Eric Trump, says the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago residence is the culmination of a six-year-long fishing expedition, and no one is being fooled by this. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox News says the FBI and Department of Justice have lost their way and become politicized over the past decade. Federal agencies in the past five, ten years have been weaponized uh, against people the government doesn't like. That's just a fact. Primary elections are underway in Florida and New York today. The governor race in Florida has Democrat Congressman Charlie Crist and State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed as potential opponents for Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. In New York City, Democrat Representative Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney battle it out in the House primary. The final week of preseason in the National Football League starts Thursday with two games. USA Radio News. 
For eligible individuals 18 and older only, results vary. Audio effects do not simulate actual hearing aid experience. See website for details and important safety information. How are your hearing aids sounding now? A little tinny. Okay, two seconds. With hearing aids from Lively, everything is done remotely in the comfort of your home, from initial testing to adjustments. How are they sounding now? Fantastic. With Lively, you get premium Bluetooth-enabled hearing aids at thousands less than you might expect. Advanced hearing aid technology is now affordable and convenient. Your hearing aids are sent right to your door. And if you have any issues, we'll make adjustments seven days a week for three years. No charge. Oh, you people at Lively are wonderful. With Lively Hearing Aids, you get free shipping, three years of follow-up care included free, plus a three-year warranty with loss and damage coverage. You can't lose. I hear better than I ever thought possible. And now through Labor Day, get $300 off all rechargeable hearing aid models. Just go to listenlively.com. That's listenlively.com. L-I-S-T-E-N-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com. Now that President Trump has called for a special master to intervene in his complaint against the FBI and Department of Justice violating his Fourth Amendment rights when raiding his home, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis stands up for Trump. So the FBI has a history now of weaponizing its power to go after people that it doesn't like. And not only have they done that in a variety of contexts, they went after Donald Trump as a candidate specifically with Russia collusion, even when he became president. And they were basically trying to drive him out of office based on a conspiracy theory. Mr. DeSantis on Fox News. A new semiconductor project in America needs construction workers. The largest ever economic development project in Ohio needs about 7,000 construction workers amid a national shortage of tradespeople to build a $20 billion semiconductor plant near Columbus. Once built, the site will employ 3,000 people with an average salary of $135,000. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. We are USA Radio News. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Texas State Representative Republican Brian Harrison, former chief of staff of the Department of Health and Human Services, says unelected officials like Tony Fauci have way too much power, and that needs to change. Tony Fauci being the focus of the news right now, that's good and that's interesting, but really he's just emblematic of a much bigger problem that's going on in this country, which is that of unelected bureaucrats having and possessing far more power than the elected uh, members of legislative bodies across the country. I mean, Congresses and state legislatures have been outsourcing their responsibility to a generation where you have unelected officials like Tony Fauci with more power than, you know, 100 members of Congress put together sometimes more powerful than the president of the United States. It's one of the reasons that before we left office in the Trump administration, I actually enacted term limits for bureaucrats. Everybody at HHS at Tony Fauci's level and higher was going to be subject to five-year uh, terms. And uh, unfortunately, it's one of the first things that uh, the incoming Biden administration undid, but I hope the next Republican uh, administration that comes in puts those term limits back in place. The new Congress could do the same thing. A United Nations diplomat was accused of raping one of his neighbors in Upper Manhattan over the weekend, but New York Police Department cops released him because he has diplomatic immunity. 46-year-old Charles Dickens Emen Oliha, a career diplomat for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation in South Sudan, was arrested in Sunday's alleged assault on a woman inside her apartment. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. 
Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Rick Tittle knows his sports I hate that guy I love that guy Oh my gosh, he's so fine Rick Tittle brings home the bacon fries it up in a pan and then he eats it Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. I remember when uh, I was in college, the highest paid state employee in California was Terry Donahue. He was the head coach at UCLA. At the time, and I don't know what he made, but I bring it up because Alabama, <clears throat> the University of Alabama Board of Trustees Compensation Committee, they have approved now a one-year contract extension for Nick Saban. He was already going through 2028, so now they've extended him to 2029. This was mostly so he could get more money per year than Kirby Smart was getting at Georgia. So for the next eight years, he'll be getting $93.6 million. His base compensation increases over $300,000 per year with this. There's also a talent fee for $9.5 million dollars. And then the talent fee, when he gets done with his contract, will be $12.3 million. Whatever a talent fee is, is that going to speak? He'll be 79 years old. And he will also get what's called a contract completion benefit. So if he finishes his contract, he gets an extra $800,000. Now, Kirby Smart signed a 10-year, $112.5 million contract. So that made him the highest paid coach in the league at 10.25 per year. Saban now, his average is 11.7 per year. And of course, those two guys won the last two national championships. So um, that means he will clear over $100 million as his coach there. And, um, you know, his record at Alabama, 178 and 25 with six national championships. Once again, Say what you want about him. 178 and 25 with six national championships, $11.7 million per year. You think college football isn't big time money revenue? How come the lacrosse team isn't on national TV? I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call you'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to well make uh, to welcome filmmaker Jameson Locascio, and uh, we might be getting Adam Ambrosio here in a second as well because uh, those two gentlemen have uh, teamed up to direct and uh, also sometimes write 
parts of a brand new film called How Dark They Pray, which is coming to uh, Amazon Prime and uh, watch movies now on September 15th. Jameson, welcome to the show. And this is one of these sort of, uh, what would you call it, like an anthology with different segments? Yes, uh, that's exactly right. Well, thanks so much for having us. I actually am here with Adam as well. Okay. Part of the magic of movie making is we're always together doing things. <laughs> hey, here we are. How you doing? Good. What's going on? So, uh, Jameson, let's just stick with you f- to begin with. How did this all come together, this project? Um, so, basically, Adam and I have been working together for a long time, and uh, we wanted to sort of put together... You know, something a little different. The pandemic had happened, and we had just made a, a prior horror film, which actually did really well, called No Fear. Um, that's K-N-O-W-F-E-A-R, two words. And uh, that did real well, and we wanted to sort of stay in the space but also have the freedom to produce, um, especially during the pandemic. It was very difficult. So we developed an anthology of all the different kinds of things that we always wanted to make. Um, but would be difficult to do them all, you know, as one feature. You know, Aliens is very complicated. (laughs) World War II is very complicated. But if we can have vignettes of them, we can get that feeling of Twilight Zone, you know, of a lot of classic, you know, some B-horror movie, monster movie type feeling and, uh, you know, a war film type feeling, all those things put together. Um, So that's really how it started, and we developed it together from there. And actually the, the fun thing is that really to... Uh, two of the stories were really Adam's idea, and then two of the other stories really were really my idea. So it actually came together beautifully, being you know fifty-fifty. He directed one, and then I I directed the other. But we really developed and wrote it together. And he's the producer as well. And Adam, I know one of them. You decided to go black and white, right? Yeah. Well, um, well, that was actually Jameson's. Uh, 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 bit there. Um, he was very into uh, uh, Psycho. And uh, pretty much the last one that you see in uh, How Dark They Pray is, is really Jameson's uh, passion and his love for uh, uh, those older movies. Um, and it was a lot of fun, actually, because the, the last one we do, uh, Nelly, was uh, we were, I, I think we were considering, we weren't even really considering uh, having Nelly in there in the at first. But then we figured, hey, you know, it, it does play to that horror mystery, you know, uh, uh, aspect of the whole genre. But it's a, you know, it's a little, it's a little different. It's lighter. It's it's lighter. It's sort of funny. It, it's funnier. Is is it, it, it's almost like a Evil Dead kind of. Yeah. I would say it's very much like Evil Dead. It's um, you know, you, you would just laugh at some things that normally you wouldn't laugh at, or you're supposed to. And uh, we we decided that you know it, it would be a great way. It's like almost like the dessert to you know after uh, a nice dinner. You know, it's it's a little sweet, maybe it's a little bitter, uh, but it's uh, it's it's gonna you know bring the outro a lot nicer. It's a lot smoother. So yeah, so we we decided to do the last one, Nelly in black and white in that style. That was a lot of fun, and I think it would it works better that way because especially when you get to uh, some parts of the film, it looks really creepy, and uh, it's nice. It, it, it's just really nice. So, yeah, that, that was the only one we had in black and white, and uh, it was nice. Very cool. Um, Jameson, I had uh, Amy Carlson on my show last year when she was talking about No Fear. Um, 
very talented actress. How did you go about casting this time around with all these different types of roles you had? Yeah, so because we were in the midst of the pandemic, it made the whole thing very, um, it actually much simpler. It's like, okay, so how can we do this really in a way internally that Film Valor, our company, could, you know, cast these actors? So we went on um, basically what they call Breakdown Express, which is just a really simple way of just getting actors to submit from you in the area. In New York, really, is what we chose. Um, and we just had really some incredible submissions. There was a couple roles that we really had a tough time with, but for the most part, we casted, you know, what would be, you know, 10, I think it's like 10, 12 actors really in, in total, really quite easily by looking at, you know, people on tape. They just sent it in. There was no contact. You know, everybody was remote for COVID, and it was actually a really easy way to find people this time that we all liked. And, um, you know, whether it was Samuel Piggott um, or, you know, um, Alicia Spellman or Mark Lovers, all these people were so perfect for the role. It was sort of a no-brainer, like, okay, you know what, let's get that person. They're the best person that submitted, and they also seem like a friendly person, which is what we try to do. So that's, that's the type of way we like working, because we work really fast and, uh, you know, efficiently, but it's a different type of production than, you know, you're taking 14 days on something specific. You're doing it all at once. It's a little unorthodox. It's unorthodox, yeah. They have to be uh, prepared for that. But otherwise, it's hopefully a good time. <laughs> right. And, and Adam, when you make a, a World War II uh, film, even if it's just a short vignette, do you try to t- pay attention? Like, I know you didn't send your actors through, the, like, the Dale Dye boot camp, but to make sure the uniforms, the markings, the insignia, the weapons are all legit, or was it more kind of just loose? We wanted to definitely do that. I think when, when, when you look at the budget of the film, it, to get, I think, uh, like, real accurate uh, costumes, it would have been very expensive. But we did. We did very good. Actually, Jameson did a lot of the... Uh, of, of finding the costumes and he uh he re- because he's always into like world war two world war one um you know and in, into that history as well he did a lot of deep diving into that of uh, the costumes the time period what they would have on their belts uh what type of uh firearm they would have and um and we gave the guys you know little uh you know a little uh, tips and tricks on set like you know we, we told them look you know even though this is a little uh, airsoft, uh, you know, Ruger gun, you know, you know, when you, whenever you take it out, you know, try to, you know, have your finger on the side of it, don't have it in the, uh, in the trigger well mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so we, and, and, and when we were on the set, which was this heavily wooded uh, area with bugs, you can't imagine. I mean, if you're afraid of bugs, and you and you were on that set. You came out not afraid of anything <laughs> because you were there. We were having fun, a lot of fun. Nice guys on that set, and uh, and we, we we just shot while they did their moments. And you would see this like you know like, like centipede or anything crawling on you, and you couldn't do a thing because they're in the middle of their uh, of their acting and in, in, the, in the shot. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you didn't care because everybody's working out great they were giving great performances so it kind of felt like you know you, you got a, a very small piece of you know of that environment you know so yeah. it, it, was, it was very uh uh i'd say authentic to uh to the a, a very safe degree yeah 
Very cool. Well, the movie is called How Dark They Pray, and these are four dark tells about the haunting nature of man and the unknown from World War II to alien investigation, finding the occult, and, of course, for the kids, kidnap and torture. We've been speaking with the creators, Jameson Locascio and Adam Ambrosio. Congratulations on this, fellas. This comes from Film Valor. It'll be available on Amazon Prime on the 15th of September. Let's catch up on your next uh, project, you guys. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. We'll have Walter Salas Humara of the Silos on the other side. Come on back. fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access, no cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. 
we provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739-800-913-9739-800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. a little bit of the song My Favorite Place by the Silos and uh, they have a new album called uh, Family and they've been touring this summer got some Bay Area dates coming up and uh, joining us from the Silos is Walter Salas Humara Walter welcome to the program and uh, I think back the early beginnings of your musical career take us back to uh, I mean you've been going decades how did it all get kicked off well, first of all, thanks thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, Silos have been around uh, for quite some time since the eighties. Um, we started in New York City, and uh, I don't know how many we had a zillion albums out. But the new one is great, and we're, uh, we're back out there playing. And uh, like you said, we're playing uh, down in Santa Cruz on Thursday, and Bolinas on Friday, and in San Francisco on Saturday. So you can you can your your listeners can check it out at the dot net when get all the information. Mm-hmm. You know when I think of a band called the Silos, I I think you guys would be right. like from Ames, Iowa. How did you come Ooh. up come up with the name? Well, I was just fishing around. For, I didn't want to get when the, the first Silos album. The Silos in general are just a vast number of musicians from all around the world, really. And uh, I, I'm the one that travels all around the world. And then uh, based on availability and proximity, <laughs> the rest of the silos, family members, uh, the ones that are, that are available and, and close enough proximity to join me, uh, coagulate, uh, and we do the concerts. Um, but anyway, since my last name is somewhat complicated for North Americans, um, I decided to simplify it, and I was looking for a noun that was similar to my last to my to my last name, which is Salas. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I also wanted it to be like two syllables and translatable, like the same word in English and Spanish. And uh, so that's where that's where it comes from. So when you said you started <laughs> off and. Yeah, when you started off in New York City in the 80s, are we talking like East Village, CBGB, St. Mark Street type of stuff? Exactly, exactly. Wow, you know you're in New York City. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we used to play CBGBs all the time. And then, uh, you know, every once in a while we'd get a better gig, like at the Ritz or or at the Irving Plaza. or You know, back then there was, you know, Brooklyn, there weren't really any too many venues uh, like there is now. 
but eventually we started playing everywhere. And then, you know, we started traveling in the later 80s, you know, once we got some recognition from the albums and so forth. And, uh, and then, you know, eventually by the 90s, we were traveling all over Europe and all over the United States. And then and occasionally we'd go to Australia. So how did it go for the um, the members of the band? How many are original? How many have come in and gone out? Well, there is on the very first album, I think there's maybe 20 different people. In fact, on the, on the first album, uh, I was trying to be all super arty, you know, arty New York City guy, downtown New York City artist guy. Uh-huh. And I just, I didn't, I didn't, it was kind of like a university that doesn't have any grades. You know, it just listed all the, all the people that worked on the album, both all the musicians and, and the, you know, the person that took the photograph on the album cover or whatever. I just listed all the names. It was like 20 names, you know, so. But eventually, once we started playing live, there was a sort of a quote-unquote original team, I guess you could say. But you know, New York City—it's just so—it's it's so difficult, and, and especially when you're young and people are super ambitious. You know, you're just trying to get the best, survive for one, and then get the best gig you possibly can. So you know, it was just really right from the jump, pretty much. Like I don't think there's been the same exact group of people on any from one album to the next. And then now there's now it's like it's it's so great for me because I get to work with all these great musicians. And it's kind of fun for the fans. So if you actually did travel around and see us in different places, you know, you would see different different musicians, you know. It right. was a different like a slightly different character, different takes on the on the material and yeah, it's 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 just been fantastic really. Well tell us about to, tell us about uh, family, the new album. How is uh how is your sound over the years uh kind of uh you know, evolved? Oh, gosh. Well, in the very beginning, it was a little bit, it was, you know, pretty recognizable as, as you know, rock music or, you know, American-style music. But it was very eclectic, you know, like from uh, kind of arty, arty tunes to just straight-up rock numbers to you know, some ballads, and it's pretty much been like that. I went through a phase of of where I purposely made the lyrics very, very vague and and uh, where the listener would have to basically create their own storyline because there was none. And then mutated to being more of a storyteller, kind of almost like a Texas storyteller, you know, in Tom Van Zandt type situation. And then back to more arty kind of. Uh, there was a time in the late in the later '90s when I was doing a lot of. Uh, I was living in Los Angeles and doing a lot of um, you know soundtrack work for documentaries and and uh, a couple feature films. But I had all this uh, more kind of computerized, more modern sort of equipment, and uh, and so those records have a little bit of that kind of vibe to them. And then eventually moved back to New York and uh, started concentrating more on just kind of writing simpler, catchier melodies. Um, and I think like the new record is more like that. And I started start concentrating more on 
writing uh, more uh, in the Spanish language and having more more tunes in Spanish on the records and in the concerts. And you know, I've written I've been writing songs in, in Spanish for you know many years, but <clears throat> now that now that I you know I'm usually putting like maybe one on a on an on an album, but now now that you know so much time has gone under the bridge that uh, you know I have enough songs in Spanish that that I can sing many of them in concert, so it's pretty fun. And uh, in the pandemic, did you did that sort mm-hmm. of steer up your, uh, your creative juices? Uh, it did. I mean, it did on many levels. I mean, I've always been a painter, also a visual artist, and so since I wasn't really traveling doing doing uh, music concerts, uh, I concentrated, of course, on the writing music, writing and recording. But also, you know, I had a lot more time to expand by my painting uh, situation. And, and so that's been really well, done, done really well for me. So now I kind of have, I have a, you know, a career, a better career in that, in that sense. And my painting career has uh, gotten more, expanded more, and I have some, you know, exhibitions and been selling a lot online. And, and, um, and I bring, I bring, I, you know, I bring uh, prints of, of my paintings to the concerts and sell them at the concerts, which has also been a, a big, a really good thing for me. So, so yeah, the pandemic was actually good for me. You know, I, I think I've, in some ways, you know, unless you got sick and or your family family member got sick or badly sick or or worse, um, I think the pandemic. I mean, the people that I've the artists that I've talked to, you know, are, it was a good time for most people to reflect and regroup and. And spend more time, you know, with your family, and so that's how it was for me, anyway. All right, and uh, before we let you go, uh, Santa Cruz, yeah. Bolinas, San Francisco, Silos dot net yes. for more info. The Silos dot net for the, more info. The Silos dot net. All right, um, yeah. And um, uh, Walter Salas Humara, thanks for coming on, man. Right, if you want to hear the music, just it's on all the platforms. So just type in the silos, you know, on your Spotify or your Apple Music or your YouTube. There's lots of videos. There's a couple of great videos for the for the new album. Uh, that song that you played there at the at the beginning of this interview, my favorite animal is uh, is up is up there. Really nice video of that is up there on YouTube. Okay. All right. Hey. All Walter, right. Thanks for coming on, Walter. All right, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. And uh, in a second here, we'll hear a little bit more of another song called The Right Place. It's my favorite place, my favorite animal, and The Right Place. <laughs> One of those as well. The thing I think is interesting is, where is the venue in Bolinas? That's what I got to look up. Because for those of you don't who don't know, in Marin County, uh, there's a, a lagoon it's sort of like between Stinson Beach and, I don't know, Bodega Bay, but there's like a uh, lagoon called Bolinas. And like southern England, they specifically don't put street signs out, and they take great pride in having no cell service. But it's kind of like hippies with money. And so I didn't even know there was a music venue there. But anyway, when we come back, we will talk to an author The eclectic show, titillating stuff, continues on Stuff Byline. 
Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? The average garage door is made up of 1.3 millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know? Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know? A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for fingers Doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted. 
disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Well, that's interesting because there are a lot of disgusting but cool things in the new Nat Geo kids book called Weird But True. Incredible facts, awesome photos, and weird wonders for this year and beyond. Yes, it's the 2023 version, and uh, we are now joined by editor Catherine Williams. Catherine, welcome to the show. This is such a like mouth-watering topic because you can go anywhere with it. How fun was it for you to uh, explore all the things that could possibly be in this publication? Oh, it's so fun. I mean, it's a big, it's a big, um, a big job to search the world for what we think are the weirdest things it has to offer. But, um, yeah, it was super fun to, to make this book. Um, we traveled from, um, crystal caves in Mexico to bog snorkeling competitions in the United Kingdom, um, to, wacky toilet museum in um, South Korea. So we've got it all in this book. <laughs> well, now that this book is kind of made for like junior high kids. So um, how do you kind of gear it so it's not a baby book, but that it's not some hardcore library book? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our, our readers kind of like that. We have a tone that doesn't really condescend to kids. Um, so it is, it's a, it's a fun line to, to, um, to have. So we make sure that the text is really exciting, a lot of energy in it, um, and it explains things in a way that middle school kids will get, even like complex kind of science stuff, like how volcanoes work, um, but in a way that doesn't condescend to them. So we give them all the, the tough info, all the, all the hard facts that they want um, in a way that uh, they'll understand. And I think it's super fun. You know, an adult could read this book and learn a lot from it. Um, so I think that tone kind of works for a general audience as well. So um, it's just got a lot of weird and wacky content and cool photos that are just going to grab the attention of a middle school kid. And what is it about you, may I ask, that you like bugs? <laughs> I don't know. I just like them. Um, they're so different from us, and they're everywhere. Um, but yeah, my my friends make fun of me because we'll go out like camping, and they'll find me kind of squatting, looking at a log because there's cool bugs on it, and they roll their eyes. But I just love them. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't squish the bug; you help it out of your house. <laughs> I try to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, I know you've been editing, writing uh, children's books uh, for, for many years, and then sometimes illustrating as well. So um, when did you kind of first know that you had a uh, talent for this? Um, well, so when I was a teenager, I used to um, – I volunteered at a zoo, and I was one of those people that would, like, hold an animal like a snake or um, a ferret or something and talk to visitors about it, and I just really loved, like – just spewing these random animal facts and stuff like that. And I talked to a lot of kids and I really liked talking to kids and like how excited they would get to learn a fact, like just watching their eyes light up. Um, and so I eventually kind of went into to writing and I didn't think I would get to combine these two interests of like just cool animal facts and um, writing. And this, this job kind of combines both of those things. Um, uh, so it, it's kind of perfect, but it's it's always been something I've done, just in, in kind of different ways. Whenever you do an annual 
compendium, I guess we can call it. You know, it's, it, that happens with a lot of travel books too. And I know sometimes they mail it in. Uh, Nat Geo doesn't do that. So what are the challenges so you don't, you know, like if someone picks up last year's edition and say, ah, it's all the same stuff, you got to keep it fresh. So what about that challenge? Yeah, it is challenging. Um, so, I mean, it's just a lot of work. We, we're getting, uh, we're working on the, the, this is the first edition of the book, so all this is brand new, and then we're working on the second edition now, and there's a lot of new content in that, just totally new stuff, and um, we are updating uh, the weird news in the book to be more current. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the overhaul to find these new photos and new stuff every single year, um, but we've got a really nice foundation. So, you know, the the skeleton of the book is going to be the same. It's going to be going through every continent, finding the weirdest stuff, um, shocking statistics and all that. Um, some of it will stay the same, but most of it um, will be will be new stuff. We're speaking with editor Catherine Williams, Nat Geo Kids, Weird But True, 2023. All right, so the weirdest, the top two, the the top three, what are some of the (laughs) highlights of this one? Um, Okay, this is such a hard question, um, but I'm going to go for it. So um, one of the things that I really like when I saw this, it, it kind of blew my mind, is that there is a... Um, this is in the sea, so we have a sea and space chapter. This is in the sea portion of it. Um, there is a parasite that climbs into a fish's gill and eats its tongue and then replaces the fish's tongue and lives its life as if it were the fish's tongue. Oh, my um, gosh. So the fish stays alive. <laughs> I know, this is like gross out stuff. For Talk about a kids. French kiss, it. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there's a photo in the book um, of this fish with its mouth open and it's got a tongue that has a little face on it. I mean, this, uh, it sounds like I'm making it up, but it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's very, wow. very weird. <laughs> wow. Why did the good Lord uh, make that? that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad I'm not a fish, right? <laughs> so the fish is totally, totally healthy. It's just uh, got a new tongue. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you win. Um, that, that that's pretty amazing. I also saw something that said naked mole rats, and I thought, are there clothed mole rats? <laughs> I, uh, I I'm sure someone has put clothing on a naked mole rat, <laughs> but don't don't hold me to that. Um, yeah, we have naked mole rats in the book. They're they're a fan favorite, but they are very weird. And um, I think like it's kind of well, they never you don't really see them. They are always underground, and they live in like burrows with like. 75 different naked mole rats like live together <laughs> underground so if you imagine like one naked mole rat imagine <laughs> dozens and dozens <laughs> of them and why are they called naked because they don't have fur yeah i guess i guess that's that's uh. our human perspective they <laughs> look more naked than other animals although most animals are naked right oh, they're so naughty um and then um <laughs> You know, you, normally you think a pencil shouldn't be more than I don't know five inches. What 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 was the long pencil you found? Oh, I believe it was about seventy seventy six feet long. Wow. It's it's in a fun little um, statistics section. We have facts that have the number twenty three in them. So if you do the metric conversion of it, it's twenty three point twenty three meters. That's how long the pencil is. Mm. Um, 
So for you, the you know, I think what's what's cool is that a lot of times you can find out these things, and then you would uh, just you know use the internet, what have you. You guys actually got on planes to sort of investigate yourself, didn't you? Well. We didn't get on planes, but we did call people in a lot of different places in the world. Um, so we have a lot of um, contacts around the world with scientists. We had a bunch of writers working on this and fact checkers. Um, I think the farthest we got information from, and I don't know, this person wasn't in Antarctica, but we, uh, one of our writers interviewed someone who had lived in the research space in Antarctica and asked them, what's it like to live in Antarctica? What do you have to think about that other people don't when you're living in this super cold place with very few people? Um, and it's dark most of the year. And so part of our Antarctica section has a, a bit about what it's like to live there. And that info comes straight from somebody who lived in the research base there. There it is from the troll doll bug of Suriname to the bog snorkeling championships in Wales to a technicolor village in Indonesia. Weird but true. World 2023 offers an unparalleled adventure filled exploration of our world's amazing uniqueness Nat Geo Kids and editor Catherine Williams, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the book. Thanks so much. No problem at all. And um, yeah, those Nat Geo Kid books are uh, pretty good to say the least. All right, we got some time. One eight, you got some time. I know. One one eight hundred eight seven eight play. Um, Aaron Judge uh, back in spring training. Aaron Judge rejected what was a very reasonable seven-year extension of about $214 million, and it was a bold decision, and he responded by betting on himself. And now he's made himself more money, much, much more money. And today his batting average is two ninety five with 47 home runs. He leads the uh, big leagues in walks, in runs scored, in ribbies, in total bases, in slugging percentage, OPS, OPS plus, both versions of WAR, which I don't like, but that's fan graphs and baseball reference. The next uh, highest home run hitter is Kyle Schwarber with 13 less. And Judge went through a nine-game homer drought, his longest of the season, and he went boneyard last night. There's a wonderful symmetry going on right now because Maris hit 61 homers 61 years ago in 1961. He wore nine. Judge wore, wears 99. And Judge hit his 203rd career home run on August 10th, the same number of homers Maris hit with the Yankees. The question is, can he break Maris's record? Well... <laughs> Remember, there are only eight times in MLB history a player has had 60 home runs in a season. And six of those eight seasons were in the so-called steroid era. The only two that weren't were Maris in 61 and Ruth in 27. And remember, that record, 60 home runs in a season, that lasted 34 years, that record, from 27 to 61. Other than that, we know Barabbas, Lamar Bonds, we want Barabbas. We want Bra- 73 home runs. Hard to believe that was 21 years ago that Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. 21 years ago. McGuire is the only other guy to get to 70 even. And then Sosa went more than 63 times. And then you get another McGuire one. Um, Giancarlo Stanton went 
deep 59 times five years ago as an MVP with the fish. And uh, that's truly truly mind-boggling. Remember, Stanton hit 30 home runs in a 48-game span. Ryan Howard had 58 home runs in 06. That was the year I think the Phillies won the World Series, or was it 08? No, I think it was 06. Um, so, look, Aaron Judge, what he needs to do at this point is he needs to hit a home run every two and a half games. And if he does that, he'll get to 62, and that will be the all-time American League record. His pace right now is every two and a half games. So he is on track to get to 62. He's got 17 games left at Yankee Stadium, two at Fenway, two in Texas, uh, two in Cleveland, three in Angel Stadium, three at the Trop, three at the Rogers Center, and three at American Family Field. What's American Family Field, Dominic? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's go to break and find out. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. 
Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. All right, thanks for that. Uh, hour three coming up, we'll have Noah Parker from ATN talking NBA. We'll also have Steve Hostet, our stand-up comedian at uh, Helium Buffalo. Uh, Artie Moreno, who has owned the Angels uh, for almost 20 years, he bought them from Disney in 2003 for $180 million. He said today, quote, It has been an honor and privilege to own the Angels for 20 seasons. As an organization, we have worked to provide our fans an affordable and family-friendly ballpark experience while fielding competitive lineups, which included some of the game's all-time greatest players. Although this difficult decision was entirely our choice and deserved a great deal of thoughtful consideration, my family and I have ultimately come to the conclusion that now is the time to sell. Throughout this process, we will continue to run the franchise in the best interest of our friends, employees, players, and business partners. So he's going to get a few billion uh, for this, uh, there's no doubt. But uh, Artie Moreno is on the way out in Anaheim. Angels fans, do you like that? He spends a lot of money, but you haven't won crap. It's a double-edged sword. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on SportsBot.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The son of President Trump, Eric Trump, says the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago residence is the culmination of a six-year-long fishing expedition, and no one is being fooled by this. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis on Fox News says the FBI and Department of Justice have lost their way and become politicized over the past decade. Federal agencies in the past five, ten years have been weaponized uh, against people the government doesn't like. That's just a fact. Primary elections are underway in Florida and New York today. The governor race in Florida has Democrat Congressman Charlie Crist and State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed as potential opponents for Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. In New York City, Democrat Representative Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Maloney battle it out in the House primary. The final week of preseason in the National Football League starts Thursday with two games. USA Radio News. For eligible individuals, 18 and older only. Results vary. Audio effects do not simulate actual hearing aid experience. See website for details and important safety information. How are your hearing aids sounding now? A little tinny. Okay, two seconds. With hearing aids from Lively, everything is done remotely in the comfort of your home, from initial testing to adjustments. How are they sounding now? Fantastic. With Lively, you get premium Bluetooth-enabled hearing aids at thousands less than you might expect. Advanced hearing aid technology is now affordable and convenient. Your hearing aids are sent right to your door. And if you have any issues, we'll make adjustments seven days a week for three years. No charge. Oh, you people at Lively are wonderful. With Lively Hearing Aids, you get free shipping, three years of follow-up care included free, plus a three-year warranty with loss and damage coverage. You can't lose. I hear better than I ever thought possible. And now through Labor Day, get $300 off all rechargeable hearing aid models. Just go to listenlively.com. That's listenlively.com. L-I-S-T-E-N-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com. Now that President Trump has called for a special master to intervene in his complaint against the FBI and Department of Justice violating his Fourth Amendment rights when raiding his home, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis stands up for Trump. So the FBI has a history now of weaponizing its power to go after people that it doesn't like. And not only have they done that in a variety of contexts, they went after Donald Trump as a candidate specifically with Russia collusion, even when he became president. And they were basically trying to drive him out of office based on a conspiracy theory. Mr. DeSantis on Fox News. A new semiconductor project in America needs construction workers. The largest ever economic development project in Ohio needs about 7,000 construction workers amid a national shortage of tradespeople to build a $20 billion semiconductor plant near Columbus. Once built, the site will employ 3,000 people with an average salary of $135,000. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. We are USA Radio News. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Texas State Representative Republican Brian Harrison, former Chief of Staff of the Department of Health and Human Services, 
says unelected officials like Tony Fauci have way too much power, and that needs to change. Tony Fauci being the focus of the news right now, that's good and that's interesting, but really he's just emblematic of a much bigger problem that's going on in this country, which is that of unelected bureaucrats having and possessing far more power than the elected uh, members of legislative bodies across the country. I mean, Congresses and state legislatures have been outsourcing their responsibility to a generation where you have unelected officials like Tony Fauci with more power than, you know, 100 members of Congress put together sometimes more powerful than the president of the United States. It's one of the reasons that before we left office in the Trump administration, I actually enacted term limits for bureaucrats. Everybody at HHS at Tony Fauci's level and higher was going to be subject to five-year uh, terms. And uh, unfortunately, it's one of the first things that uh, the incoming Biden administration undid, but I hope the next Republican uh, administration that comes in puts those term limits back in place. The new Congress could do the same thing. A United Nations diplomat was accused of raping one of his neighbors in Upper Manhattan over the weekend, but New York Police Department cops released him because he has diplomatic immunity. 46-year-old Charles Dickens Emen Oliha, a career diplomat for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation in South Sudan, was arrested in Sunday's alleged assault on a woman inside her apartment. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. <clears throat> Very interesting times in the uh, Premier League. If you look at Liverpool, who are winless, they have two ties and a loss. Man United getting off the bottom of the table with a surprising win yesterday. 2-1 over Liverpool at Old Trafford to bring them up a point ahead. Two losses and a win. And yet, <clears throat> all the fans in Manchester had said, boycott the game, boycott the game. They, they wanted to do that when the Glazers bought the team with Sir Alex there. Boycott the team. They started Newton Heath, their own team, the old green and yellow colors. And well, you just miss out on a lot of fun. That's what I'm trying to say. is, And so there were still thousands of fans at Old Trafford that had a good time. But I love some of these excuses as well, especially... You know, I was talking about Brendan Aronson's pickpocket goal from Mendy yesterday. Leads over Chelsea. 
and uh, he blamed the fact that the uh, coaches had to ride on a bus to Leeds. He said the players got to fly, but they didn't. And it's a long drive. It's about a six-hour drive from London to Leeds in Yorkshire. Eh, five, six hours. I've done it. Um, <laughs> and um, But uh, Thomas Tuchel, the German coach of Chelsea, uh, said that... Um, that's where all the problems started for him. So, yeah, you can never uh, really uh, underestimate excuses that people will actually have sometimes. It's actually pretty hilarious when you think about it. All right. 1-800-878-PLAY. Noel Parker coming up on the other side. Steve Hostetter uh, in a little over 15 minutes will join us. And then we'll have an open segment and we'll get into it. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call, 1-800-878-7529. That's what's going to get you in and get you heard. Big shout-out to our brave men and women listening both home and abroad on the American Forces Radio Network. Wherever you happen to be, you're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon as well. And the Twitter is at Rick Tittle if you want to get to me that way as well. Come on back. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. It's back to school time, so here's a lesson in big wireless hype. Flashy phone plan deals usually don't add up to actual savings. Graduate to Straight Talk Wireless and get our Silver Unlimited plan with unlimited high-speed data and 5 gigs of hotspot data for just $45 a month. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A13 5G for only $149, all on America's best 5G networks. Unlimited data, less money, no-brainer. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. A month equals 30 days. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Right now, sports betting is the fastest-growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European Tour, 
that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that. 11-12 in California. Time to check in with one of our friends over at AgainstTheNumber.com, which is a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. Joining us is Noah Parker, once again, who uh, talks NBA with us. And Noah, I I guess uh, everybody from the Nets, the owner, the GM, the coach, they flew to L.A., they talked to Kevin Durant and Steve Kleiman, and Durant has agreed to stay with the Nets, let that four-year contract extension kick in, and now they're going to keep Kyrie. Is everything hunky-dory in Brooklyn again? Oh, Steve Nash has to be overjoyed. You know, I would, I would think he's uh he's uh he's got his job for another year. Yeah, right. We'll see how that works out. Um, I'm sure uh, his name came up a few times in whatever those meeting points were. But at the end of the day, he's just fulfilling the contract that he signed. It's not like he's signing an extension. Everything I'm reading is, oh, he's agreed to play with like like he's signing a new contract deal or something. No, he's just agreeing to the actual four year contract that he was one year into. Um, you know, and he was just being a baby, so he'll uh, he'll try to make it work again, and you know, all is well in Brooklyn. But we'll see how long that lasts. Do you know what the beef was that KD had with Nash and Marks? So basically, it's like it's them or me. <laughs> I think he was just using that as leverage. I don't know if there was a actual, you know, if there was something between them or in general, if he was just using them as pawns, but um. Uh, I thought the whole situation was kind of uh, toxic, if you want to say that. And, um, you know, this whole that they come to an agreement thing, it happens a lot in sports, and maybe for now it'll work, but he's becoming a little bit more and more of a diva, and uh, uh, he was doing that in Oklahoma City before he left to uh, where you're at. And um, <clears throat> it just so happened he was joining a 73-9 and team. Just uh, I don't know if he knew that going in, but it was just kind of weird, like, wow. You know, he's joining up with the team that just won a championship and had the best record in NBA history, and and this guy's a great team player. You know, I lost, you know, like a lot of people, lost some respect for him for that. But you know, I thought he was going to try to do it on his own. Then he formed another trilogy. It didn't work out with Harden leaving, and now this whole uh, mess he's doing. He's just becoming a, a more and more of a diva. I don't know if you're a fan of him out there. I'm sure you appreciated what he did with Golden State, but I've never really been much of a fan of him uh, personally, even when he was with uh, Oklahoma City the first time. I love KD, baby. <laughs> if, he, if he plays for your team, you'll yeah, love you'll, you'll love you some KD. Um, 
you know, one thing that I thought was kind of weird was recently Draymond Green got married, and, you know, you see a lot of his teammates there, old teammates, Matt Barnes, whatever, but then you see LeBron, and everybody's, like, cheek to cheek and mugging for the camera, and on the one hand, that's cool, you know, let's all get along, world peace, but on the other hand, I thought, man, when I was growing up, like, Rick Barry wouldn't have taken a picture with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, it's just, I don't know, are you are you kind of down with everybody being buddies, or do you like the old days where there was some stank on it? I mean, of course, I like the, the stank on it that we used to have to see with the rivalries of you'd never see Charles Oakley kicking it with, uh, <laughs> you know, just somebody on uh, with uh, Alonzo Mourning or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or anybody on the Miami Heat at the time. It was just uh, the way it was back then, and it's just, it's, a whole lot different. We're almost desensitized to it, and everyone's pretty much used to it now, and it's fine. It's just everything. You know, that's how it is. When you're off the court, everyone's, you know, they're not just shaking hands. They're going out to dinner with the other team now. It's just something that you didn't see, and now everyone's just accustomed to, and, you know, we're all just realizing it's just a business now. We're all getting a paycheck. <clears throat> we don't want to take it to, you know, too far extreme off the court unless it's just really that bad of beef, but, um, you know, that's just the way it is, and LeBron's always been the type to be friends with everybody because you know you never know which which team he's going to try to jump jump on I've, I've heard him say multiple times he'd love to play with steph curry of course mm-hmm. so uh, we'll see that i am i am a, a lebron fan though. I, I i appreciate his game and <clears throat> what he's done everyone's always you know saying who's the goat who's who's the goat who's the best jordan you know is it, is it kareem is it lebron i think when he does pass kareem he might he might be the goat we'll see how uh, everyone else thinks about that but for now, you know who knows, uh, but I, I do, you know, I do appreciate that he's trying to just, you know, level with everybody and be everyone's friend. Kevin Durant on the other side, he just loves the Twitter, the, the Twitter beef, and you know, just trolling people. So everyone has their own attitude. Everybody has their own beliefs and what they want to do. So I just sit back and watch. You know, Jason Tatum was a bit of a disappointment in the NBA Finals. There were a couple games where he disappeared, and a couple games where he just yeah. wouldn't shoot the ball. We find out today that he said, I broke my wrist on Super Bowl Sunday against Atlanta in February. I didn't really know it for a few weeks. There was a non-displaced chip, and then the bone grew over it. I was in a lot of pain. He said that it killed fat cells, so his like skin turned a different color. Is this the kind of thing where you say, hey, kudos to you for playing through the pain, or do you say, is this some kind of weird excuse as to why you stunk in the finals? Yeah, that's what I said initially. First thing I said was uh, he's making an excuse right away, and you know, I, to me that takes either takes someone else's roster spot. But is it, is he playing at sixty percent going to be better than you know somebody you bring up that has no idea the offense? So you know, you, you have to appreciate him at least trying. But um, I would have liked him to come out with that if they would have won. You know, don't come out with it after after it's over and you lost, and now it looks like you're just trying to you know say, hey man, if I was one hundred percent, we would have easily won. And I, I, during the finals, I remember telling you that I, I thought that they were the better team. Um, and I had said initially whoever won game five would win it all. But I thought that they were the better team roster-wise, and they were playing at a better level until, you know, until they eventually lost to a, the, the, who ended up being the better team. But some of those players in the Celtics still think they are the better team, and if they had another chance, they could have, uh, you know, won that final if they ran it back again. But Coming out with that just sounds like an excuse more to me than anything else. And I'd say probably 70% 70 of people that heard that would say the same thing as me. Last question for you about LeBron getting that 
whatever it was, $97 million. You got to a year extension. And you mentioned passing Kareem, which he's probably going to do this year if he uh, stays healthy. Let's see, 1,326 points. Um, so, you know, setting it as a, as a Laker is going to be, you know, great PR for them. And uh, why wouldn't you want LeBron on your team? But as a team, how do you see the Lakers in the West? I mean, are they are they a four? Are they a five seed? I mean, where do you see them? It's all about Anthony Davis and how many times. Uh, I think the over-under is two and a half uh, trips to the injured list, uh, the disabled list this year. <laughs> and you know, if he can stay under that number two and a half, they'll make a run. If, if not, uh, they'll be the same as last year. I don't see him getting any better. And it's just going to be that's just a fact. That team is, is the number one option is going to be Anthony Davis. In my opinion, he has to be the number one option, and LeBron James has got to. He's got to. He, I think he knows he's the number two guy. He's getting up there in age, and by the time never loses. Um, I, I, that's just my opinion. But if he's healthy, that team is so much better than you know what we saw last year. So it's all going to be on him covering that under two and a half is what I would make it. There he is, Noah Parker, NBA. Check out him, all his friends, all the sports, against the number.com. Hey, Noah, good to talk to you again, and uh, we'll catch up down the road, man. Definitely. Thanks for having me, as always. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back. Steve Hostetter, stand-up comedian, is standing by. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call you'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, 
unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. To me, it's like a mountain. A vast bowl of pus. his servants i don't beat my servants i'm super nice to him welcome back to the show rick tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the american forces radio network coming up here on the 28th steve hostetter is going to be at uh helium buffalo and uh, make sure to get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com via 6 p.m show steve welcome back to the program you were in studio here with me in 2018 and i just got to ask are you still rocking the vest <laughs> Good memory, first of all. Uh, no, I've graduated towards suits. You know, I, now I can afford sleeves. Things are going better. <laughs> I got that. You know, I got that sleeve money. That's true. Now, one thing I, I like about you uh, is that you're one of those comedians who actually knows about sports. And sometimes, you know, like Sam Morrill did shows for the Knicks. You know, he's a huge NBA mm-hmm. guy. And I know you're a big uh, a baseball guy. Well, what's that like, kind of like build, uh, bringing those two disciplines together? Well, now that I live in Pittsburgh, it is a tragedy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it, look, I, I love, I absolutely love sports, especially baseball, big Mets fan. Uh, speaking of tragedy, normally it is. Now they're actually great. Uh, but the difficult thing is, you know, it, it's nice when I can do a show like yours because your listeners know what the hell that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but it's difficult when, you know, I get a couple of people who know my work from MLB Network or FS1, and they'll come to a show, and they'll be like, how come you didn't talk about sports? And I'm like, because no one else here would know what I was talking about. (laughs) 
One could, of my favorite things to do, by the way, yeah. is to is to make up things to a casual sports fan and see how much they'll agree with. Like, <laughs> just think, I'm just like, oh man, it's so crazy that, you know, I mean, the Brewers, they're such a great late season team. And just see if you can get them to nod along. <laughs> well, the, the things I get are like when somebody says to me, like, I remember last year, this uh, was like halfway through the NFL season and a guy said to me, it's like, you know what, I got a... Uh, I got a little inside knowledge on the, on the Super Bowl, and I was like, "Really? Uh, you know, we're at week seven. I go, "What? What do you got?" He's like, "Now stick with me." The Cardinals. I go, "Oh, the only undefeated team? That's your hot take, <laughs> you know?" And then every once in a while, I'll flip it the other way, like you too. Like I remember one time I was in a bar, which is the worst. People think that's a great place to talk sports. It's the worst place to talk sports. Yeah. And this guy was going on and on and on, and I just thought, I'll just test him. And I thought, uh, do you think William Shatner really deserved that Heisman, or it was just because he was a famous actor? And he's like, no, 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 he deserved it. I'm like, all right. Oh, that's, a, that's such a good one. Oh, my God, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I got, I got a lot of people upset recently because I did a video about Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. And, I, and in the video, just you know, a casual part of the video, I said after three great seasons, he ended up being a disappointment in the NFL. And I had someone there being like, he's a top five running back of all time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> while he was an undergrad. And then after that, he was literally the worst trade in NFL history. There is no, there is no way to argue that. But, you know, people, people let their fandom get in the way. And, I mean, I am outspoken about politics. I talk about a lot of stuff that can, that can piss people off. And the most hate mail I've ever gotten was when I wrote a column about how most teams have no chance at the World Series at the beginning of the season. Right. And I, like, named a couple specifically, and, boy, people got mad. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, I'm an A's fan, and I, I worked on their broadcast for, for parts of nine seasons. And, you know, once again, they, you know, you talk about the Pirates. So at least the Pirates will try and sign one of their youngsters. The A's just treat everybody away. And it's, it's really sad because it's a proud franchise that, you know, has the most pennants in American League history, at least tied with Boston, right? So, well, the Yankees have the most, obviously. But anyway, second. Yeah. And so and so, I just said at the beginning of the year, like a week in, I said, look, if you're going to embrace 100 losses, don't play Elvis Andres and Jed Lowry and Stephen Vogt. Let's just go with, with youngsters. And people said, Are, have you not been watching? We're scrappy. We always make a run for it. And I'm like, yeah, that was with Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. You know, it's, you know Sean Manaya. Yeah. And yeah, if you say one bad thing, that that's what I don't understand is the and I, I say I like blind loyalty, but I don't like blind apologists. Is that it? Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. And also, by the way, they you know I mean when you describe the A's this season, uh, scrappy is one letter off from how I would describe them. <laughs> but although I did I did go to a game a couple months ago, super fun. Uh, you know, partially because you can have any seat you want, right? Um, it, it, it always makes me laugh when like, and I see this at Pirates games also, when there's, you know, when there's a 10,000 attendance and you got ushers checking tickets. And I was like, really, <laughs> really? Cause all of these are $20. So what do you, what do you care? Come on. Well, PNC, it's, it's a cute little place, right? PNC actually is, you know, and I, look, I kid around they've been bad for a while, but PNC is one of the nicest places to watch a ball game. It is for anyone who has not been there, take the chance if you get it. The the view of the skyline is fantastic. The whether it is hazy, rainy, sunny, it doesn't matter. It always casts like a cool color on it. It's just a really gorgeous place to sit and watch a game. 
every seat in the house is good. It's just unfortunate that, you know, they're, they trade everybody away. But, you know, I mean, you're an A's fan. You get it. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. Um, the other thing, too, is what was the, the scenario where Stephen A. Smith screamed at you for three straight minutes? <laughs> well, I've been on his show. That's how it happened. <laughs> um, so I did. It was actually my, it was my TV debut. Um, it was, I was on, quite frankly, in 05. And I was brought on, and I was writing for Sports Illustrated at the time, and I had done a bunch of stuff about Barry Bonds taking steroids, and, you know, and I was told, oh, boy, did that anger people. And I got a, you know, I, I got a call basically saying, like, hey, do you want to come on the show? We think you're funny, you know. And they told me that they wanted me to talk about Bonds, and they also wanted me to talk about, because I'm a Mets fan, and he's a Yankees fan, and it was going to be the Subway Series. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I go to go on the show. I've got all this Bond stuff prepared. And I also open with a joke. Like they ask, you know, he starts out and he introduces that it's going to be the Subway Series. And, you know, are you excited? And I go, yeah, you know, I live in L.A. right now. And, you know, the only rivalry there is between Dodger fans who leave in the sixth inning and Dodger fans who leave in the seventh. And it was a fun joke. It got a big <laughs> laugh. And all of a sudden, somehow my mic wasn't working they reset it so I couldn't open with the same joke. Mm. And, like, that's how they run it. They actually have a sign in their studio telling people, or I should I should say they had because, you know, they got canceled uh, mm-hmm. less than a year later. But they had a sign telling people not to laugh, wow. like not to applaud for their guests wow. because Stephen A. wanted all the glory. So, anyway, I challenged him to a bet uh, about the series where I said if the Mets won, he had to wear a shirt on his program that said proud to be number two. And then his voice cracked, which was super fun, and he just basically yelled at me for three minutes. It was it was great, you know, real professional. <laughs> well, listen, uh, sometimes the loudest guy in the room gets the most money, and um, the, the the only beef I had with him was when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and he said, sell out, sell out. And I was thinking, well, when you left the Philadelphia Inquirer to go to ESPN for to further your career and get more money, what, what, is, were you a sellout? You know, I don't know. It's just easy yeah. to point fingers, but not to turn it around and point it at yourself. Well, and not only that, but also, he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> right. Like his whole, his, that's, that's what they do. They pay people, and the people come over, and they put their uniform on. Like, the idea of anyone older than eight years old thinking that there's some sort of, like, team loyalty that, like, they're at work. We know that. Okay, like that that image was shattered when I, you know, when I turned 11. It's 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 done. We we get it, you know, it's a uniform. That's it. And we get to root for it and it's exciting and and we like when someone's a hometown hero, but there's so much more to it than just, oh, well he's played for the team a while, he should stay. It's like, okay, well how did they treat him when he was there? Right. By the way, as a New Yorker and and then of course you went to Columbia, right? I did. Yeah. So, I mean, how many presidents have, I mean, what, uh, Obama, Rose, both Roosevelt's, right? Um, uh, did people expect you to become a uh, Supreme Court justice? Uh, well, <laughs> well, you bring that up, but Elena Kagan went to my high school. Uh, so <laughs> maybe a little. Um, I, You know, you definitely get a lot of expectation when, you know, both, both my high school and my college were very like, hey, you've got to be a success. Um, and I actually, uh, it was a sports tie-in. So I was a, I was a broadcaster um, for the radio station, and I covered mainly basketball. 
and we had David Stern on at one point because he was a, he was like a one of the head trustees at Columbia, mm. and I asked him, like just on air, I said, "Hey, how come the NBA doesn't send anyone to the career fair?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, all of the booths at the career fair are finance." Like everything there, it was just like Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns and all kinds of places that doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And then, and and like a booth for Teach for America, the only thing remotely sports or journalism was uh, Time Inc. had an internship. That was the one table there, and so I ended up doing that internship. And so I asked David Stern, like, why, you know, you talk so much about how you believe Columbia is the future. How, put your money where your mouth is. And then he did. And he, you know, the NBA started having a table there, and one of my best friends had an internship there because of it. So it uh, turns out if you trash talk David Stern, he will respond. <laughs> That's awesome. Steve Hostetter, Helium Buffalo. Make sure to check it out. Go to heliumcomedy.com. And uh, I have to mention, you're so New York, you were born on 9-11, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, was, uh, it was, I think, the, the weirdest, like, thing that people don't think of with that is that, you know, obviously didn't have a birthday that day or that year, and really I didn't celebrate it for almost 20 years. Right. Um, but the weirdest thing was in the following, I'd say it took about two to three years, that any time I would show my idea to bar, because it was my 22nd birthday, mm-hmm. so any time after that that I would show my idea to bar for years, the bouncer would, like, hug me. Wow. Like, I'm wow. like, look, dude, I was just born on that <laughs> same day. I had nothing yeah. to do with this. That was actually my parents' anniversary as well. i got to run to a break. Steve, when you're in San Francisco, come on back in the studio and wear your vest, all right? Absolutely. All right, Helium Buffalo, Steve Hostetter, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. I hate the struggle of tough, greasy messes on my stovetop. So I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. When I'm frustrated with stubborn bathtub soap scum, I just freak, wipe, and I'm done. Mr. Clean Clean Freak delivers an innovative cleaning experience with a powerful deep cleaning mist that starts working on contact to break down tough messes in seconds. Just freak, wipe, done. done. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> We all have our idiosyncrasies. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Nobody interviews more people than me in this nation every day. It's just it's just a fact. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying we finally have an open segment if you want to call in. I've done 10 people today. I've done 10 people. Lawrence Killebrew, Amy Buck, Patty Mangan, Peter Molitaire, Jameson Lacascio, Adam Ambrosio, Walter Salas Humara, Catherine Williams, Noah Parker, Steve Hostetter. Ten. <clears throat> and now I can interview you, too. 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on in and get heard. <clears throat> um, something I'd like to discuss now, because it's my time is the fact that um, we have a lot of uh, hot seats uh, in <laughs> in uh, baseball <clears throat> because of rebuilding teams, right? Or teams that are supposed to be doing well and aren't. We've already had two teams get rid of their top executive, Al Avila of the Tigers and John Daniels of Texas. So what teams would you say in baseball have openly decided to rebuild this year? I would say 10 are openly rebuilding. I was going to say the Orioles, but because they have drafted so well lately and the merits of Adley Rushman and Grayson Rodriguez and Gunnar Henderson waiting, I'm not putting the Orioles in there because they're kind of rebuilt. They just have to mature now. But rebuilding, number one, the Oakland A's. Then you get the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Reds, the Rockies, the Royals, and the Detroit Tigers. 
Now, what's going, who's it going well for? <clears throat> well, the Diamondbacks rebuild, I think, is going well. Corbin Carroll, the outfielder, is one of the best prospects in all the minors. He's already raking at AAA. He's going to get called up soon. The Diamondbacks got shortstop Jordan Lawler and outfielder Drew Jones in the last two drafts, who both got hurt after signing, funnily enough. Not ha-ha funny. But all three of those guys could be all-stars. You look at Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas, Geraldo Perdomo, some good homegrown guys. Pitching, maybe not as great. Brandon Fodd has improved his stock. Blake Watson has some potential. I look at the Reds. The Reds had a busy deadline sending away Luis Castillo and Tyler Mayo. And um, they got in return shortstop prospects Novelli Marte, Edwin Arroyo, Spencer Steer. Uh, <clears throat> no organization has more top shortstops in the minors than Cincinnati. You think about Cam Collier's drafting. He was the steal of the first round, some people have say. And then you look at big league arms like Nick Lodolo, Hunter Green. Not too bad. Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, and then the Buccos. You know, they got Henry Davis with the number one pick as a catcher last year, Bubba Chandler, the lefty Anthony Solomedo, the outfielder Lonnie White. They grabbed Tamer Johnson, in this year's draft. But if you think about guys right now like Quinn Priester and O'Neill Cruz, the 7'9 shortstop, um, <clears throat> they've got some places where they can rebuild. But you could say, well, what about the Royals? I mean, Bobby Wood Jr. and MJ Melendez and Vinny Pasquatino, they've showed promise since being promoted. Even Nick Prado could be another guy they call up, but you know, the recent top 10 picks like Asa Lacey and Frankie Mozzicato, they've underwhelmed. So they're going to lean heavily on Bobby Witt, but I mean, the A's traded away most of their core and haven't received many sure things. The only guy they've received who's actually looks like he's going to do something is the former top 10 pick of Atlanta, Shea Langoliers but they're actually okay at the catching position. Ken Waldachuk will probably get called up, former St. Mary's player. Uh, Gunnar Hoagland is back on the mound after doing Tommy John surgery. I really like Tyler Soderstrom in the minors. I like Sears uh, as well. Now, Tyler Soderstrom got called up to double-A, not doing too well just yet, but he's still very young. But I look at Detroit, and they were supposed to do better this year. I think outfielder Riley Green <clears throat> still could be a star, but otherwise, it's. I feel bad for Spencer Torkelson, kid from the Bay Area, number one overall pick out of Arizona State. Continued woes in the minors. Casey Mize, number first round, oh, number one overall pick out of Auburn, I believe. The the starter hurt. Tariq Skubal hurt. Not a lot going on in the farm system. Jackson Job, who was the third overall pick in last year's draft, he's in his first pro season, not doing well. And you look at Jace Jung and Peyton Graham, they're not enough to lift the Tigers out of the cellar. So whoever takes over in Detroit is going to have a lot of work in front of them. <clears throat> but as I said, John Daniels and Al Avila have lost their jobs. So who's on the hot seat right now? I mean, you look at Mike Rizzo. Mike Rizzo in Washington's on the hot seat mostly because of ownership change. 
and also, I mean, it's, he's a great example of how quickly things can change and change in professional sports. He's not even three years removed from hoisting the World Series trophy, but he is. <laughs> He's in the catbird seat to see the the ownership change and what that's going to mean to him. But any billionaire is going to want their guy. And I would think Dave Martinez, the skipper, is going to be out as well. So the sort of Damocles is over those guys right now. <clears throat> but if you think about player development, getting the most out of their top picks, Victor Robles, Cotter Keyboom, uh, and you could say, well, they won a World Series out of it and they got what they wanted. You look now with um, Artie Moreno saying he wants to sell the Angels. Perry Manassian, to me, is not a household name yet, if you think about all the GMs that have come through uh, Anaheim. But he's in an unenviable position because he has two of the best players in baseball in Trout and Otani, and they don't win. And so Otani might be on his way out. Who knows if he wants to sign there? He's not making much cash right now. Uh, Manasi and has tried to surround those guys with talent, and he has failed. And he's been very aggressive in pushing some of his top draft picks from this class. He's he's already put a lot of them in double A right now, which to me seems like a panic move. But then you look at Dayton Moore in Kansas City, and Moore has his quirks, and he learned under John Sherholtz in Atlanta. But he's basically universally praised as far as winning two pennants in a World Series for Kansas City. But the Royals have not had a winning year since 2016. And if you look that since he took over 17 years ago, they did go to back-to-back World Series, as I mentioned, and win in 2015 but only one other playoff appearance out of that. Now, John Daniels also won back-to-back pennants with Texas. That didn't spare him. But the new owner of the Royals, John Sherman, uh, promoted, in quotes, more to uh, club president this year with J.J. Piccolo taking over as GM. So, you know, these are hot seats. Do you smell like turpentine coming through into the studio? I certainly do. got people painting out here and uh the color scheme is kind of to say the least all right so those are some hot seats you think in uh bezuboro right now bezuboro will be very very good to me because when you look at the rock bottom of the pile you know do the nationals think they're going to win no do the pirates think they're going to win do the tigers think they're going to win no i mean the the best player on the a's is a guy who's played in five big league games and that's kind of sad, but that's where it is right now. So you look at a team like Colorado, and you think about players they've had. Uh, Charlie Blackman, who was on this show and was hilarious when he was on, you think about an underrated career for a guy as an all-star. He's now second in hits in the history of the franchise, and he's second in runs. He's about to become first in runs. He's only 16 behind Larry Walker. Now, he's never going to be first in hits because Todd Helton is always going to be first in hits there unless they get somebody who's going to stick around 15 years and be an all-star 12 of those years. But, um, you know, you look at teams that are having some good vibes in the second half. You know, we mentioned that the Yankees are the second worst team in the second half. 
uh, so far, but, you know, big win over the Mets last night. But the Cubbies are 17-11 and 11 since the All-Star break. The Diamondbacks, Stone Garrett made his Major League debut this past week and has gone 6 for 15. That's batting 400. But how do you not like the Hollywood name Stone Garrett? That's like Lieutenant Colonel Amy Buck uh, as well. Um, so, you know, middling teams. You know, sometimes I just forget that the Twins and the Indians are sorry. The Guardians are even in there. Uh, the Guardians are really there. I think their season's going to get defined here coming up on their West Coast trip because they're going to San Diego and then Seattle. But then again, you look at Seattle and they drop a series to the A's and you think, all right, look, it happens. We'll, <laughs> we'll regroup and uh, we'll move on. And where are the Mariners moving on? Uh, they will be um, taking on the uh, A's. No, sorry, that's the Marlins and the A's. They'll be taking on the Nationals. So this is in Seattle. The Nationals are throwing somebody out there named Fetty. Yeah, that's right, Eric Fetty, F-E-D-D-E, who went to uh, UNLV. Everybody listening on KSHP Vegas is like, I know Eric Fetty. And then you got Robbie Ray, Mr. Psy, Mr. Big Money, if Robbie Ray can't beat Eric Fetty with his five ERA today, then you're going to start the only losing, the only team guaranteed a losing season in baseball. Then you're going to have to start wondering if the Mariners are just going to be Doctor Chokenheim like they always are. Calling calling Doctor Chokenheim, Doctor Chokenheim. They're obviously not going to win the division, but right now, Seattle still is in position to be a wild card. They would need Baltimore, Minnesota, or the White Sox to come up and take one of those positions away. Do you have faith in Baltimore, Minnesota, or the White Sox to take it away? J.D. Sharp, who we talked to yesterday, he still thinks the White Sox are going to be a wild card. So we'll keep our eye on that as well. Always love talking a little baseball. Let's take a quick break. We will come on back on Sports Bile. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. When do broadcasters go too far? Where does hilarity stop and vulgarity begin? Rick Tittle to bring it because it already done got brought. All right, in the world of golf, let's end with this. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, two of the biggest names in golf, duh, especially the first one. But today they have announced that they have formed a new company called TMRW Sports, a technology-focused startup company that will feature progressive approaches to sports, media, and entertainment. Tiger Woods says, I'm excited to be part of this exciting new venture, which will harness technology to bring new approaches to the sport we love. Yeah, it's a lot of corporate speak, even for a press release, but we're having an example of how it might play off in the golf world because Woods and McElroy have begun planning a series of one-day events from the golf course to be uh, taking place in stadiums with a focus on technology. T-M-R-W Sports. Rory McElroy, Tiger Woods. Like, it's Tiger Woods with... It's like Tiger McElroy, Rory Woods. T-M-R-W. Now, they're both Nike guys, too. So they're not... It's not like they don't know each other anyway. But um, 
you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, there's money that's going to get made. There's no doubt. They're already invested in numerous companies, and uh, but uh, it's a good thing for the PGA Tour because two when the when two of the most recognizable, famous, and successful golfers uh, join up together, and it's not about Saudi Arabia and what's going on with the uh, the Live Tour. Then uh, you know, I don't even know what this thing is. Who does? But it's uh, yeah, it's good news. Am I right? Bueller? Bueller? Am I right? I think it's kind of right. All right. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with another edition of the show. Until then, uh, coming up on the network, we will have more sports talk. Probably not as many comedians. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you tomorrow on Titillating Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.